So he's not afraid to challenge any fighter, wrestler, boxer, MMA guy, former MMA guy, street bum, bare knuckle fighter, you name it. Hager's ready. Look at him. He's a giant. These are my closest confidence. These are my friends. This is my inner circle. We are the inner circle, baby. And we're taking control of AEW. No matter who thinks they're in charge around here, we're in charge now. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the War Report this second week. I am your co-host, Johnny Rawls. Of course, I got my man Cyrus here with me. Uh, what's going on, Cyrus? Uh, how was it? Was a busy yeah. week in wrestling coming into the second it, week? It, how was how was your uh, how's your week? It, it has been super busy, and it has not stopped because right after we you know kind of pull out the episode, I think like same day, uh, AEW Dark got announced. You know, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Just uh, now we have like three shows to kind of like look at. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's a crazy time in wrestling because yeah. you got this. Of course, you got the main roster draft that will affect NXT. I don't know how many people are moving, yeah. but presumably uh, a good bunch are. Uh, then you got ALW, of course. Another week, mm. and of course they add another match. I'm uh, not another match, another segment now with AOW Dark. Another hour on two, so it's a, a total of five hours. So you're back to basically main roster WWE with everything that you oh, can watch boy. from like Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm tired like that. That, and then when these two shows get like pay per view, uh, pay per view um, dates. Yeah. Oh man. We're going to get in a good, like, uh, nine hours or nine to eight in total. Well, I think we may be safe a little bit. I mean, I know they have uh, full gear coming up in, like, a month, ALW, mm-hmm. and then we got uh, TakeOver for uh, Survivor Series weekend. I don't know if they're going to do anything before that, but we got a long way to build from there. Um, Ooh, and neither shows has really started building. <laughs> yeah, we'll, oh, we'll definitely get into that. Uh, we mentioned that last week that um, each mm-hmm. show definitely needed to build like some rivalries and some stories, and they kind of went bare bones we, again. <laughs> we, no, we kind of we got some of it, but not to like you know, uh, like they just planted seeds in the story. Yeah, and. Uh, in AEW, you know, we're seeing it sprout, but still in NXT, you know, they're just watering the plant so far. Yeah. Um, this is, well, it's been a month, uh, uh, yeah, almost a month for NXT. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, like two weeks for ALW, if you're counting. So, like Cyrus mentioned, just to start off, ALW did start their dark program. Uh, basically, their dark matches is... It's going to be on their YouTube channel every Tuesday night. Um, mm-hmm. We started this week uh, with with four matches, including a women's match. Um, that, sh- that should have been on the main show. Yeah. Everything on AEW Dark, at least two of these should have been on the main show. 
instead of the uh, the SoCal and uh, the SoCal Uncensored and Lucha Bros Brawl, and uh, the um, MJF and Cutler, Cutler match. match. Two things that could have been replaced because I think everything on AEW Dark this week was really good. Yeah, I in particular like Ada. They continue with can do with this show, but uh, the Darby Allen thing where like he mm-hmm. he's starting to get wins. Uh, I liked his match with Seema. It, it looks like Seema is going to be the guy that puts people over too. Yeah, what I don't like is that. Um, you know how with Johnny Gargano, they were, like, building up, like, the slingshot DDT thing yeah. to be, like, that's just dangerous? Mm-hmm. I don't like the coffin drop. I think it's dumb. And I think him, like, really attempting it multiple times in a match, and then, like, he finally gets it, don't like it. Um, it, it, it just doesn't seem as, you know, like, super powerful. Also, like, when he misses it, like, it's just like he just looks like an idiot, and he misses it like two times a match before getting a third one in. Well, I think that you're alluding to that. Remember that three-way where he did it with a Cracker Barrel barrel? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. And then, so dumb. And then um, the Cody match where he did it on basically the on the corner of the apron. So, like, I like what I do like about it is that they're making it into, like, basically his finisher. But at the same yeah. time, it's kind of like it's a... So, it, it is a detriment to his body. Yeah, like, it's, it's a backdrop. It's, it's going to start, like, you know, like, affecting him. Especially as he basically gets into more and more matches. Like, I know mm-hmm. that, like, they basically say that he's, you know, he's reckless. And, but, like, those bumps are going to add over, basically add up over time. And they have to, you know? Yeah. It's... He, they do get like the reckless stuff like across, but at some point it just looks, it just looks dumb, you know. Did you like the uh, B Priestley Penelope Ford uh, versus Allen Burt Baker match? Like I know that like, like we we kind of like talked off off the pot here about you know AOW putting on more women's matches. Um, I felt Which like they definitely should do. Yeah, I felt like this match was a little bit rough. It was a little bit rougher than the than this week's match, but I think that comes from these women basically fighting each other and not really have any chemistry because they haven't because yeah there was they in so many absolutely years. no chemistry with each other. Um, like these are a lot of well, mainly is uh, it's Pen- Penelope Ford's like. First, like, well, not her first. Was she like in one of the battle royales that I've missed? Yeah, she was in. She was in the. Yeah, she was in the battle royale. She was the. La- she was in the last one. Uh, um, buying for like the uh, number one contendership. Mm-hmm. I think that AEW should really try to do more with this women division, um, especially like uh, maybe like get a trainer or something, or like they can like work stuff out because this match is uh, kind of rough and. Uh, I th- I thought this should have been on the main show. This this is definitely one of the matches that should have been on the main show. I think that like it would benefit wrestlers like Ali to kind of be in more matches because sometimes there were sometimes in this like tag match where like 
they would stop and like they'd seem lost. And I think that's just yeah, like not really having like like we said like a chemistry down. Like it would help them more, like you just said, to have more of these on the main roster and kind of just not stowed away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh I'm not gonna say like any of these women are in a in a spirit ooh, words are hard. <laughs> in a Oh, why does that come off the tongue well? But, like, I'm not saying, like, they're, like, sloppy or anything like that. I just think, like, they just don't really know how to, like, compliment one another. And I think think this would mainly help out Britt Baker, just, you know, for what we see in the long run from, you know, what goes on with Britt Baker. Uh and a lot of, like, what's crazy about, like, these dark matches is that they are, like, they are story important. Yeah. You know? So it's just, like, you kind of have to watch these shows. Even though they are dark matches that are being put on, like, well, depending on how you look at it, like, after or before AEW. Uh, well, commentary always talks about it as if, like, it had like uh, it's in the future, like it's the next day. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It, it's weird. Help. It was like this. This just happened last week, you know. Like um, like this match happened before the main show, and Jr. talks about uh, Britt Baker being on commentary for the women's uh, the women's uh, title match. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it, it's not. It, it's not like. <laughs> Um, the NXT shows where, like, if they record something later and they just kind of overdub it and just, like, mm-hmm. record it in the future tense, it, it yeah. legit is, like, JR's, like, recording this from the past and the future, like, some Back to the Future stuff. Like, I'm like... Yeah, uh, I don't like that. They definitely, uh... They should probably, like, talk about it, um... Like, have the commentary in real time. Yeah. That, that's all. Just have it in real time. And I but think, so, but, oh, go ahead. No, I think that not only that, and I think we'll talk about that more when we get to the main show, that, like, maybe they should, maybe they should just go to a two-man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's because, like, sometimes oh, you have yes. some people, like, stepping over each other or some people not really knowing what's going on or they're trying to, like, Tony's trying to fill in for JR, like what JR doesn't know and stuff like that. And then like Excalibur is doing the play by play. So it's like chaotic a little bit. I think um, if, if you're, uh, if you're watching AEW, I'm pretty sure. Well, if you know Excalibur, we all know that he's capable of doing this all by himself all night long. Like I think JR is holding him back. Um, from like really shining and you know highlighting these matches, like I Jr. has like this one like crazy quote that like really took me off guard during the women's match. Um, Excalibur says something that uh like this is Penelope Ford's first like not a uh, multi or like a battle royale kind of match. And then JR just says something like incredibly horny, and I'm just like, "Yo, what do you? You're at work." <laughs> he, Relax. He tends to has he tends to have a lot of these moments. Uh, um, when he sees Riho, he incessantly oh, yeah. 
reminds us how small she is. And like she, you know, like we know, we know, we, we, we definitely know, like we can see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, like, okay, wait, like for us, you know, like the wrestling fan, I feel like that will bother us. But like, how does that come off to a casual where it's just like, oh, do they like view her as a underdog, even though she already is the women's champion? Like, she already like got across this stigma that like she's small, so she can't do damage. But Jr. still like harps on the fact that she's small. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, Jr. Is, is like Captain Obvious in a little bit. Like he's like you know mm-hmm. that 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 Sean Spears. He, he's wearing. He's got a chair with him. Like well. Yeah. Like the self, the self-proclaimed chairman has a chair with him. The chair with oh, him. wow! I would have never thought. <laughs> like, come on, man! Like, I'm sorry if you're a big fan of Jr. Like, whatever. But Jr. hasn't done it for me, like, ever. No, <laughs> I mean, well, like, no, I, wait. Let me backtrack. Like, yes, like his stuff in the WWF was really good, but like. Since like the May Young Classic on, like he doesn't add, he doesn't like make matches better. Like he definitely just he lost it. Yeah, that that whole like I got a fire in my belly coming back to show people stuff. Like it, it hasn't really shown up yet. I think mm-hmm. the final thing I wanted to say about ALW Dark, it, it really one of the strong suits of ALW is their tag team division. Like, they have a lot of them. They have a lot of variety. And mm-hmm. it showed you that, like, basically, like, with the Best Friends of Private Party and Lucha Brothers, Angelico, and uh, Jack Evans match, and then uh, SCU and Jurassic Express, like, they have an abundance of tag teams. And if you were looking forward to the tag team tournament, especially going into the first show, it was a good yeah. showcase. It was, like, it was a good showcase of what they can do. And... One of the one of the two tag matches that were uh, that was on uh, Dark definitely should have been on the main show. Yes, instead of like the weird uh, Jack Evans and and Helico weird stuff with uh, the private party, and uh, they they got a name change on uh, on uh, they got a name change this week. I don't remember what it is though. <laughs> I um. I'm sorry. It's. I think, like uh, I think it was like hybrid two. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think it's something like hybrid two. I think that's awful. They that is, they that will is not definitely a, need to not a coordinate. <laughs> they will definitely need to rethink that. Um, uh, ASAP. Uh, so I think that not a cool name. I think that we're going to start with NXT first. Um, it was <laughs> I thought it was. Overall, I thought it was a solid show. Like these, these shows have all been solid. Like it's yeah, really good. It's really good wrestling. Um, what did you? Okay, so we started off basically with the I call it like the Leo, the completion of the Leo uh, redemption arc. Uh, Drew Gulak mm-hmm. and Leo Rush for the cruiserweight title, and Leo, of course, is your new cruiserweight champion. How do you feel about this match, their contrasting styles, and, and basically, like, Leo winning the title? Uh, 
I I do like that Leo one. Like it's kind of like um, like would it like would it be full circle? But I do think it's a, a it's a nice turnaround from like just like his overall like story that has happened in the WWE from you know the Emma stuff from what was happening earlier this summer till now like that story. I I think that's fantastic. But it if you're like just tuning in, um to NXT on USA, which most people aren't. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Mara really... Just like a fantastic match in general. Yeah, Mara really hyped up that whole, like, you know, Leo overcoming stuff, and um, yeah. the crowd was really into this match. I think Drew, basically with his submission style and Leo kind of going with his high flyer style, they really complimented each other. I think it was the right call... And, like, regardless of kind of what happens with 205 Live, like, I... Yeah, every everybody gets a turn. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah everybody gets a turn with the title, but I think Leo will really do something with it. I, th- I really think that, like, basically he could kind of be the underdog and have, like, these good matches. Like with well, him. it, like, we don't know what this new Leo rush is like. Um... He he's still the, like the crazy fast, um, you know, just uh, the same dude like he was before in ring, but like that swag and confidence that he had when he was like with Bobby Lashley, like is that still there with him? Because um, you can see that it's a new Leo Rush, like this is a new man. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. we haven't heard him cut a promo yet. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. haven't had him. Basically, like, I would picture him having, you know, one of those, like, heartfelt messages, like, uh, promos to the fans, like, oh, thank you for sticking with me, and, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, like, people, like, chanting, like, Leo, you know what I mean, like, and then a challenger come out, like, I, I see that happening, like, I think Paul would, like, love to book that. Yeah, that that definitely seems uh, how it's gonna go, but we'll, we'll see what the delivery is like in that promo. We got some movement in the women's division. Uh, it started off with uh, poor Aaliyah. Uh, she gets Oof. basically ragdolled by Rhea Ripley. Vanessa Bourne did not help her out, <laughs> which uh, puzzled me. Like, she hasn't ever, ever like, tried to distract the ref <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, she calls out Shayna. And then you had uh, the Bianca Belair and Dakota Kai match. Dakota had a crazy amount of Oof. offense. But then, crazy. But then Bianca gets the win there, and she calls out Shayna, and she says that you know the road to Shayna leads through her. How are you feeling about this women women's division right now? Because now it seems like you got right, uh, but you're heating up Bianca again. <laughs> they're setting up a number one contender match through like like there's two walls that you need to like get through. Um. It is what it is. I do think it's weird. Um, Shayna just doesn't show up on the show or has really much to say, or she doesn't have anything to say about beating Candice LeRae. Candice not uh, not on this episode at all. Uh, Raina Gonzalez had something to say about that, but... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, she's not on these shows either. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it... I think it's cool. Like, it, it sets up a cool match that I want to see, personally. But as far as, like, you know, the bigger picture, it does look weird. 
because if either like I don't see Bianca uh, Bianca Shayna two or three. Oh, I think because she. I think they had a singles match that they had like that uh, four way where she she took the pin. I think. Yeah, um, and like Rhea had another shot at the uh, the title before, and she got it was like with a DQ, which was a very lame way to like lead into the next era of NXT. Um, I don't know. Like it, these two contenders have both more or less has lost to Shayna Baszler. So I do think it's weird. I, uh, it's weird because one, I think Bianca's moving up. I, I like yeah. So I'm like, okay, then you got EO, um, you got Tony Storm kind of floating somewhere. Uh, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who Shayna really drops it to. I, I do know that Shayna needs to move up very soon because now you have, like, this logjam of contenders kind of, like, saying, yeah. well, she's she's tapped, she's tapped everybody else. And then, like, Ray, Ray is like, well, she hasn't tapped me. I'm like, you're one of the which only ones that can say sense. that. Yeah. Yeah. Which should... I, I do think she gets the win, and then Shayna makes it definitive, where she just chokes the shit out of her. Um, my thing is, is that, you know, they've been... Like, on social media, they've been building up this four-horsewomen thing for, like, the longest time. And now, you know, Sasha and Bailey are on the show... Um, Ronda's not around, and I don't think Jessamine Duke and uh, Shafir's are like good enough. I don't think that they've been enough matches on TV yet to kind of like build a rapport. If that makes yeah. sense, like, I'm... like I I I seen them at live shows, and I do like what they do, but like whenever they're on NXT TV, it's just like they're gonna jump somebody, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, I think it's going to make it even more difficult because now you have to draft. This is on USA and SmackDown's on Fox, and they're making it really de- definitive that, you know, they don't really want that much crossover between Fox and USA. So, like, I don't yeah. know if you could really kind of do that storyline right now. So, like, it's even more interesting what happens with Shayna going forward. I, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. So, going forward to the show, like, Cameron Grimes gets another quick win, and then Killian Dane basically beats the hell out of Boa, and he, like, makes a warning saying, you know, like, this is only the beginning. And I'm like, wow, like, the NXT breakout guys, first off, some of them get beat up by Shane Thorne. And now, like, some of them are getting beat up by Killian Dane. Like, I'm not sure if they're warming up up to Cameron and and Killian, but... What's crazy is that where the hell is the breakout tournament winner at? Uh, Oh, yeah. Like, if if you're not going to have Jordan Miles on any of these shows and you're going to, like, heat up Cameron Grimes to, like, to this extent, just have Cameron Grimes win the whole thing, like... What was the point of Jordan Miles winning? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know what, really what they're doing with them. Like, I don't want to see, you know, uh, guys like Boa all of a sudden kind of get squashed by, like, somebody who's trying to look for a feud. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's the damn breakout tournament. Like, let's <laughs> let's kind of, like, integrate some of these new guys into storylines to kind of, like, make them make them something. You know? Like, yeah. All like, around. NXT needs stars. Like, they need, you know, like, faces of the company, you know? Yeah, that was... I mean, I found, like, I'm like, okay, so what are they building to with, like, Bakillian here? Like, are, are they, uh, like... Yeah, well, maybe he's gonna fight Cameron? I don't know. What I, what I hope is that, you know... Ju- it just came to my head right now. So, Killian Dane does his thing or whatever. He feuds with Cameron Grimes. It happens at, you know... Probably a bit, uh, like their next pay per view is like from a long ways away now. It happens, you know, three four weeks from now where they have like a um, they have a match, and then maybe Cameron Grimes gets into a match with Tommaso Ciampa for a number one contendership. Oh, oh, okay. That that's that's interesting. I think that. Maybe you could kind of bring Bronson Reed to kind of feud with Killian Dane, like have like that big horse yeah. battle. I think that would like, be cool. You couldn't pick on any other breakout star, but you can't pick on me because I'm just as big as you. Yep. That's great. There you go. There you go. That We're going to call that Cyrus Booking. Um, <laughs> shout out to Meals. Shout I got out, it. Shout out to Meals. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the original Meals Booking. Um, we'll see if it happens. So. Speaking of his breakouts, uh, NXT breakout stars, uh, Roderick Strong had a match with Isaiah Ooh. Swerve Scott. I like this. Um, I loved it. I like, yeah, like Swerve hit so many super kicks and so many variations to Roderick Strong. <laughs> I'm like, wow, there, there's a lot of ways to kick a man in the face. It was hard hitting. They both got really good offense in. Uh, yeah. The un- the undisputed Erich came down to the ring and they teased to the kind of like do the interference, but they didn't, and that um that kind of led on to like Roderick Roderick like hitting a ton of stuff yeah. like end of heartache and then like Boston Crab and he got the win. Um, yeah, the stronghold. Yeah, yeah. the stronghold. Um, so what do you think? Before we get into the Velveteen Dream thing, what do you think of the match? And how do you think that um, uh, Swerve looked? I, I, I love the, uh, the Velveteen uh, Dream thing. But um, I thought Isaiah Swerve looked great. Um, I feel like another breakout star getting, you know, a really cool opportunity that isn't the breakout winner. Like, wh- what is going on here? <laughs> but um, Isaiah Strong looked great. I mean, uh... Isaiah Scott looked great, and he he didn't look weak at all uh, in this match. So it was cool by me. Well, Cameron, uh, uh, Cameron did get like a title shot, but like I see what you're saying against Adam Cole. But I see what you're saying. All right, let's get him on the show more. So yeah, you had a double whammy of uh, the undisputed era kind of getting humiliated a little bit. Velveteen comes out with that. <laughs> The live promo, <laughs> and he shows the picture of uh, Roderick being less than a well endowed, let's say, um, where Maria had to come out 
on Twitter and defend him later. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. If you work at NXT and you're the person that had to work on the graphic to make Roderick Strong penis look small, please call into this show. Yeah, we would love to talk to you. I, I don't know how you did that. I don't want to. I, I don't. Was, God bless was, Did Roderick Strong have to take a picture without the title and then put the title on for y'all to like plan this in the future? Hey. And yeah, man. who was the person to come up to you and tell you, yo, we need to get this picture. Can you edit it? <laughs> that was, I feel like. Paul Heyman kind of like hijacked <laughs> the writer's room. It was like, hey, like, we should do this. This is what we should do. We should say that, you know, uh, Roddy has, you know, like a, a small member. That's, that's what we should do. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny <laughs> as hell. I, I thought it's hilarious. And you know what? I feel like, you know, uh, Velveteen Dream and uh, Roger Strong are probably like there while they're pitching the idea. <laughs> And it's hilarious for them to just be laughing and be like, that's great. <laughs> so, after he gets humiliated, um, Tommaso Ciampa comes out. And he just mm-hmm. gets a chair, short and sweet, Goldie, daddy's home. So he's basically coming for Adam Cole. How do you feel about Ciampa? Ciampa looks great. Like he, I mean, he's coming out with yeah. a crutch still. I'm like, dude, Which, you, you uh, had a neck injury. He doesn't need that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Um, well, his intentions are way more clear than Finn Balor's are. You know, uh, that's about it. They had, oh, they had uh, two video packages with Finn Balor. And I heard. That should that should have been on the last episode. I feel some people were mad that like it only showed NXT stuff and not anything from the main roster. But I'm like, he's coming back to NXT for a reason. Like, why would you want to see, you know, him winning the title of the Universal Championship and then relinquishing it because he got hurt? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and him losing to Brock Lesnar. Um, like, I I don't get it. Uh, they showed NXT stuff to show how much stuff he's done in NXT. Like, come on, simple. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. You know what I mean? And then they had other pro promos basically hyping up Damian Priest and Pete Dunne. That's going to happen. Man, <laughs> that, pro, that promo with Damian Priest, whatever, bro. I, I Like, I get it. You know, you want to make your name out of Pete's expense. But, like, well, like that tight-ass shirt he had on in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna oh, have to man. pair him with a with a valet or something like that. But uh, yeah. and then we're gonna get uh, it, we had a Keith Lee promo. We're gonna get him and <laughs> Dijakovic one more time. Final. Uh, they said final round. Yeah, right? final round. This ain't the final round. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, Breeze Dongo versus Forgotten Sons. Uh, Forgotten Sons get, it gets their win back. Uh, that's basically, I think, that's to show uh, a little depth in the tag team division. But to end the night, Kushida versus Walter, I almost went five on this. I thought this was great. Yes, Walter does a phenomenal job with working with guys smaller than him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kushida was great kind of targeting, like, first of all, using speed stuff, but then targeting Walter's uh, arm. I thought that yes, was... with, like, the hoverboard lock and, uh, like, the Spanish fly kind of hoverboard lock from the top. Yeah, that was great. I thought that was amazing. Uh, I, I was like I was like really into the match and I was just like man this match is really good but then when Walter hit the shotgun drop kick <laughs> man hit the violence button I loved all of that there was a spot in <laughs> uh, on the apron where like Kushida I think had a hole oh, yeah. or something like that and then Walter just stomps on his head or his neck I'm like <laughs> oh my god Walter does not play that uh Matches like this, I love. Like, um, I love the quote-unquote violence. I, I almost, uh, I almost went five on it as well. I think this match is really great. Ooh, Kushida, Kushida did his thing, and you know what? I think uh, most people would say like him leaving New Japan was a bad idea, but when you have fantastic matches like this, you know, and uh, when you uh, keep on facing the same three people in the junior. Uh, that junior division, then uh, why not move leaf? <laughs> yeah, like this match was fantastic. Walter is doing a great job. Uh, it wasn't for the uh, the UK title, but it sure as hell felt like it. It felt like that, and I, I thought <laughs> that like UK title, my fault. Yeah, I felt like that, and I thought that like either Nigel or like Beth had mentioned, or or maybe Morrow mentioned that it was for the title. I'm like, I I don't think so, man. <laughs> uh. I no, I believe I heard the opposite. Um, they were just like it's a non-title match, okay. but if Kushida wins, you would believe that he has the intentions for a title match. I think That's they, I think they should run it back. Why not, man? Um, oh yeah. And of course, uh, you got Tegan Knox. She will be back next week. Uh, any final thoughts on on this week's uh, NXT? What overall thoughts? Um, the main event uh, is fantastic, and personally. Um, I thought this was a much smoother watch than the other show. This is like one thing. And, and I know like people were saying that they need to like build up storylines. NXT yes. is a, and a, they are planting seeds here. NXT is a easy watch straight through. It's just kind of just boom, 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 boom. This is what we want to hit. No kind of speed bumps. Yeah. There's no real like long, uh, well, there's the Velveteen Dream thing, but, like, it doesn't really go that long. There's no really, like, long-talking segments. The thing is with NXT is that there is a lot of people that get TV time on that roster. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I think um, when we were just talking about it in uh, in the group chat is that last week they ended with um, Undisputed Era and... Street Profits, and then this week we have Walter and Kushida with, like, little, like, like, we barely see uh, the people that were in the main event last week, Yeah, you know? It's like, like they could kind of, like, throw things at you, and now Mm -hmm. they have two hours to do it, you know? I think the talent pool needs to get a little smaller. Like, I understand getting everybody on the show, but, like, Maybe just condense it down a bit. I hope they do that with the draft. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. kind of, like, take some people. Some people. Um, like, 
got to get uh got to get a few people out of here. Shayna Baszler. Uh <laughs> and it's not that I don't love her. It's just that it's time for her to hit the big time. I need somebody else to kind of bully yeah. uh Becky Lynch around. Um so we are going to move on to ALW Dynamite. Um Oof. <laughs> I, It's a show. It was uh okay, so a week ago I had went down the WCW rabbit hole because there was a lot that I don't <laughs> there was a lot that I didn't remember. Like, you know I me, mean? especially those nineteen ninety nine two thousand shows where I just kinda stopped watching and uh watched basically WWE. Um mm-hmm. this show felt a especially the ending felt a lot like that. Like some like you know how like Nitro used to have that chaotic ending with the NWO and then maybe sometimes mm-hmm. Sting would show up and beat up everybody and then like Tony Schiavone would be like, We gotta go and then like it would just cut. That's how it, that's <laughs> how it kind of felt to me this week. Yeah. Um Yeah. The ending being the same uh as last week, just with a different person standing tall. It's whatever to me. They can't do that every week. They, I mean, they could do that right now, but they can't. We'll get more into it. Um, so, first round match, you had Young Bucks and Private Party. I thought this was a great showcase for Private Party. I thought the Young Bucks did mm-hmm. the right thing. And Private Party getting the W here. Because the Young Bucks don't really need it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they literally had like three title matches so far. Three title- Not for the AEW title, but still... Three title matches, and I don't think that anybody, um, presumably, if the Lucha Brothers do win, I don't think that anybody kind of want to see that match again. And and I think that their role, uh, maybe the, eventually they do get the tag team titles, but I think they need, since they're in the main storyline, I think they need to put people over. Yeah, yeah. since, since they kind of have the involvement with, like, Cody, uh, the Cody Jericho stuff, um them taking a step back and, like, letting, you know, the tag division carry itself without them, I think is really cool. My only thing is, is that, like, it's been a case, like, a concern for a very long time. Is just, like, what what do these shows look like without the elite? And can these undercards, well, like, not undercard, but, like, mid-card, you know, like, people that are not elite, can they carry the show? I think with this show, I think they're trying at least, you know what I mean? But like the main mm-hmm. angle is the elite, you know? Um, so let's get into this Jericho promo. Let's get into this whole thing that he had this here. Revolutionary promo just because he said shit. <laughs> All right. So Jericho comes down with Santana Ortiz Hager and Guevara here. He reminded us that he was the world champion. Um, and then Can you he, tell? <laughs> and then he goes down the line, introduces everybody. Uh, they start "We the People" chants with with uh, Hager, and then uh, he shuts it yeah. down. And then he makes a dig at bad creative WWE, um, and then he unveils the name they are called the inner circle 
And then he calls, and then he basically insults Cody's family. He insults Cody. Cody. Oh, he insults man, Dustin. The, the cheapest of cheapest heat. This, this heat, free 99 with him saying that, you know what? I don't like your dead father. How about that? Ooh, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, like, all right, bro. Uh, okay, so I feel like Jericho hit all the points here. He dissed the WWE. He cursed. He cursed. Uh, he hit the bit of the bubbly line. Okay, yeah, we got does, that. Uh, does his catchphrase and then does one of his former WWE catchphrases in the same promo. And then he he did a little like Eddie Guerrero, like Viva La Rasa thing. Um, Which, out of respect, I don't, I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I think uh, it was dope. Eddie's birthday. I think I think I think that was dope of him, but um. What did you, <laughs> what did you think of this promo and introducing the inner circle? What do you think of the name? Um, I was talking to a friend yesterday about the inner circle name, and it's like um, the elite, ha- uh, like all elite wrestling, has a weird naming convention with private party, the elite, the inner circle, the sounds the dark, kinda, uh, the dark order. Yeah, it sounds very um. You know, inclusive, and especially because uh, most of the elite are uh, uh, vice presidents. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would have liked Judas, but you know, like I'm impartial. But it- oh, I don't. If you ask me right now, what would I name them? Give me like a week, please. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot come up with something on the spot because it's like the most random assortment of guys. You know what I mean? Like you had Santana yeah. Ortiz, and then like Sammy Guevara that they're trying to build as like this machismo guy, and then like the the this uh, Jericho call, calls him a heartthrob, and then uh, <laughs> somebody in the group chat told me that uh, their women demographic is down. Yeah, so and like, I was just like Uzi, Uzi, he, Uzi he, heartthrob he, too. <laughs> And um, one thing that really like uh, kind of like weirded me out in this promo was uh, him bigging up uh, Hager. I do like that they're building up. Like I do like he's the silent killer thing going on. I do like it. But what style is he going to wrestle in the ring? And he mentions that he is undefeated, and you know tries to make it seem like, you know. Shots at like a uh, Lesnar kind of thing, but Matt Riddle is also undefeated in the UFC. I just want to say that uh, Jake fought in the uh, Hager fought in uh, Bellator. Bellator. And uh, if you look at his last opponent, um, far cry from <laughs> uh, any uh, UFC guys. Yeah, uh, him beating up uh, plumbers and janitors. Yeah, uh, don't know about that. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to go right into the number one contender match, Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc before we even touch on the match. How do you feel about them being the number one contender to fight Jericho in Philly? How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I think Pac, who was on commentary made a very good point. Um, why the hell are these guys fighting for the title? when I'm undefeated. And Darby Allen was in that Cracker Barrel match that Jimmy Havoc won. So therefore, Pac does have a better win-loss record than Darby Allen. So why isn't he in this match? Pac beat 
Hangman Page, who fought for the title, and also mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, who's 2-0. and What is going on here? <laughs> now, this is something that I, you know, also worried about. The win-loss record thing is already giving us bad matches and is already giving us the wrong, you know, number one contenders. I called this two months ago. <laughs> I, I, I get that they are trying to really push Darby as a babyface, and I think that uh, fantastic, good. Work. Yeah, I think that it's cool. I thought the you know when we get to the end segment, whatever what he did was kind of cool, but um, <laughs> it, it creates this conundrum because win loss records not only goes by your win loss, but it goes quality of wins. So it's got like some college football BCS thing, and it also divides into uh, if you won. In a tag match, uh, if you won in a triple threat, so I'm like, if mm-hmm. I'm, a, how am I gonna contend for a title? Say if I won like in triple threat matches, does that qualify me to win? Go for a singles title? Like what? What happens? Like that's and, and Pac brought up a very good point when he was on the commentary for the Sean Spears and John Moxley match. Like what? Oh yeah. Oh, it was the wrong match. Sorry. No, it's good. But, no, it, it's yeah. a good. Good point, though. He he does. Uh, he has a very valid point. Um, I thought the match was whatever. I'm not a big fan of um, Jimmy Havoc. Um, I want to be, but it's just not working out. Uh, I think Darby Allen is cool, and I think he does work as a babyface. But I think his style is like not very babyface, you know. Yeah, like it, it seems like um, like it's like having Spike Dudley be like your top baby face, you know. I think ECW tried to do that when he when he did the Mike Awesome matches, but he was taking mm-hmm. just massive ass bumps. Like he was taking like what? power bombs through tables, power bombs like off, which is just the coffin drop. Yeah. So I don't know what Jericho is gonna do to him next week, but um. And honestly, like, we know that Darby Allen isn't winning. Yeah, it's, like, very apparent because... we have the match at full gear. Yeah. So, like, right now they're just having title matches for the sake of having title matches. It's... Yeah, it, they, they made a mistake for, like, telegraphing it so far ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, from there, you had, a, you had the women's tag match, like, the lone women's match on the card... Be- Stop doing that. Put two women's matches on shows. <laughs> Three. Like, just more than one. This is two. Th- we're almost in 2020. Have a second women's match on the show. So you got Bay, Bay Priestley, Emi Sakura, Sakura um, with Riho and Britt mm-hmm. Baker. I thought this was a better match than it kind of was on, um, on AW Dark. Um, I know a lot of people <laughs> yeah. like were like kind of down on Brit, but I think she'll find her way as she wrestles more. Yeah, um, they build, they they're building the Bay, the uh, Britt Baker Bay of Priestley feud still, but Britt has a title match against Rio next week, so it's like is yeah, it, it's very weird. Like I, this should have been you know the secondary women's feud, B Priestley and Britt Baker. But now, um, Britt Baker, who doesn't really have a good win-loss record, 
um, is now um, in a title match. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking that she's going to interfere and cost uh, Britt the match next week. That's just kind so of. So how does that affect win loss record? That's the thing. Like they, they is it just like that's the thing they don't the really loser? explain it. Like it's just kind of like all right, well, <laughs> as we take you through it, we'll just kind of see how it goes. I'm like ah, uh, yeah. what? Like, make sure you don't have any enemies that might fuck you over at some point and, like, cost you a big match because that goes on your permanent record. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if I cost you a match, like, does that weight the quality of loss down? Because I didn't lose on my own. They need to explain that. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it's not like a, a – it's not – it's like a half loss. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think uh, – I know this win-loss thing, like, yes, it sounds great when you say that you want to be, like, more sports-oriented or whatever, but it's just like, all right, sports entertainment has been getting trashed. Like, that term has been getting trashed forever now. So it's just like, why not just be a wrestling show and just do wrestling booking things, you know? It just feels uh, like the win-loss thing feels lazy. So... From there, point forward, we got uh, our lone Orange Cassidy promo, which the crowd popped for, of course. And then we had our WWE match. We had John Moxley versus Sean Spears. <laughs> this is John Moxley's first. That sucks. <laughs> we had this is John Moxley's first um, AOW uh, Dynamite match. He's coming off that elbow injury. He's going to have a busy weekend because <laughs> on Monday he has to go face Juice for the. Uh, New Japan U.S. title. Not sure what's going to happen oh, there. Just lose. <laughs> just lose. So, what do you think about Moxley coming off that uh, elbow injury? And how do you think Sean Spears' current ALW run is shaking out? Um, I would like to start off with the Sean Spears things first. Yeah, you, got, um, you got the floor. You are a loser here. <laughs> And you're a loser in WWE. <laughs> so, w- like, what was it all for? You wanted a little bit of TV time? You could have, you lost here, you lost in the WWE, but at least in the WWE, you could have been losing and then walking back to your wife. Oh, wow, he's cutting a promo on him. Go ahead. What was the point of leaving? You, like, he's not even doing, like, indie shows. Okay. So, you know, he's not, like, you know, really racking up bread and, like, going around places. Um, you <laughs> lost to a, you lost to an ex-WWE guy who you probably would have lost to at, in WWE. Like, what was it all for? <laughs> you cut, That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Cut a full promo on Sean Spears. Uh, maybe, maybe he'll reply to you on Twitter. He, he tends to do that with everybody now. Uh, I guess he has a lot of time on his hands now. If he, if he wants to have a man-to-man conversation and we could probably talk about, like, you know, the decision in depth, <laughs> sure. But right now, oh. booking-wise, as, you know, as a wrestler, I guess, you're a loser. Oh, man. It, it's weird because um, he's the chairman, but he's still doing the, the 10 thing. I'm like... All right, so what is it? Like, are you, are you the chairman, or are you still playing on, like, your, your WWE bit? Uh, he's 0-2 now because he lost to Moxley. I th- it, with Moxley, it's going to be, like, this 
unorthodox style where it's going to go to the outside. There's going to be some, you know, tough it's, parts. It's his, it's, it's his New Japan style. Yeah. Which is literally him just selling less. Yep. Uh, I thought that, you know what? And I think that kind of better suits him here. I think that, like, it, it definitely is going to put him over as he goes through this uh, Kenny Omega feud. Because Kenny comes out with a barbed wire bat and a barbed wire broom. So he is the hardcore cleaner. <laughs> um, uh, Kenny Omega thinking he can lace the boots of any deathmatch wrestler. Um Man, this is such a sad turn for Kenny Omega. Well, okay, so what do you think like, about Kenny Omega's, like, turning into, because for what we know, AOW Dark is going to have him going against uh, Joey Janela. What do you feel about Kenny Omega kind of going into this hardcore phase of his career? Um, I think, like, uh, if, if you can't wrestle your old, you know, New Japan style where you're, like, super fast-paced because maybe you're, like, getting older or you're starting to see, you know, the effects that it's taking on your body, um, maybe not transition to hardcore where you will be, you know, going through ladders, tables, bats, whatever, all that stuff, and maybe just wrestle. Just be a technical wrestler. Yeah, um, just a thought. And then Pac attacks him, and then kind of they Pac just throws a chair at the back of his head, like they didn't learn anything from the Sean Spears thing. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. He didn't attack uh, Moxley, so maybe there's like this triple threat thing that they're gonna have here. But um, what if, like, what what if Pac beats both, you know, Moxley and Kenny? Is he going to get a title match then, or is he going to go into like some standings pool where he only won a triple threat match? We don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, uh, I I think Pac should definitely be in the title picture. Like at some point, like I definitely think Cody should lose, and then uh, Neville. I ooh, I am so sorry. Uh, Pac <laughs> takes it off Jericho. Yeah, uh, that would be kind of cool. So we end the show with like this Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Page match. Uh, I thought a, it was a fine tag match for what it was. Um, it was cool. It was a, it was a cool main event. Uh, I think that work of like Page working with Dustin that will, is good for him because he'll rub off on him. That'd be cool. Yes. Um, yeah. Sammy Guevara kind of working with all the veterans would definitely help him too. I think, I hope. Um, So the story is like this WW Nitro ending that just happened. So Inner Circle. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Inner Circle uh, like beats up Dustin and Paige. Uh, Then Cody has like this Undertaker lights go out thing. (laughs) And you know what? That like the lights cut out twice during the show. Like. There was, like, a segment before where, like, it just went to dark, and then, you know, nothing happened. It was the uh, so, Sean Spears entrance, because they they, okay, okay, they okay, looked okay. at uh, Orange Cassidy, and all of a sudden, the lights went out. And they were like, what? Yeah. Even and the and commentary was like, was like, what just happened? Yeah, like, um, 
I definitely think uh, Sean Spears' music needs like a a little build up, kind of like Finn Balor's uh, theme. So it doesn't seem like oh, is my TV broken? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Russell uh, Russell Flo who did that theme. Uh, <laughs> so you had that, and then it's a whole hodgepodge of Cody coming out. Santana and Ortiz blindsiding him, MJF teasing a possible hero turn on Cody, and then he helps him. Then Jericho lays him out, buckles, bucks come and lay everybody out, and then Jericho sneaks out, but Darby Allen comes in with his skateboard, <laughs> which I thought was cool, and then he attacks Jericho, mm-hmm. and then all the faces kind of stand tall, and that's how it ends. Yeah. How'd you feel about um, the ending segment here? It's like, like I said it before, it's the same thing as last week's. I uh, thought that was kind of like lame. Um, but I do like uh, Darby Allen's involvement in it. And it's kind of weird that you have like, um, like Jericho said, like, I'm going to get you, Cody. And then Darby Allen, I'm going to get you too, <laughs> like next week. And it was just like, oh yeah, like Darby Allen's going to get the hell out of here. Like, Jericho's definitely going to beat him. I, I do, like, you did not have to announce the full gear thing so early. No, you did Like, you really, like, it really kills the illusion of, like, you know, you know, probably, like, unpredictability on the show, which everybody swears that the show has with, uh, without, like, uh, with unscripted promos, even though we're, we know that we're going to get Cody and uh, Jericho at full gear. Like, Cody has cut a full promo about Full Gear on their YouTube channel. So it's like, it, it takes away any illusion that, you know, Sammy was going to beat Cody or Darby Allen's going to beat uh, Jericho next week. Uh, it's it, We could pretty much guess that that's not going to happen. Uh, any final yeah. thoughts on the ALW show this week? Um, this show, unlike NXT, was a very tough watch. I thought uh, Walter versus Kushida, like, my enjoyment, like, skyrockets for that, and nothing on AEW this week compares. Um, and I'm not looking forward to next week. <laughs> I thought, of course, like, NXT, them going head-to-head, they're always, uh, to me, uh, they're always going to have a match of the night. I think... With mm-hmm. ALW, I think they're trying to settle into a little thing. I, there were a, there are a lot more things that I liked on the show that I disliked. So I guess that's a thumbs up there. Um, they got to get more women on on the main show, um, especially like, with just, how just, like, especially when everybody well like I guess they only look at Twitter if like uh, their names are being said. But is this like people think this women's division? is probably, like, th- like the strongest part. Like, it's much stronger than uh, your singles, you know, whatever the hell is going on there. And it's just, like, just have more women's shows, man. Yeah. Um, so, from there, uh, we're going to do two quick things. So, we'll talk about, real quick, we'll talk about the ratings that just came out. So, ALW, they did a, they won... Uh, 0.08 viewers. That's down from the 1.4 million that they had last week. Uh, And then NXT 
down, for, only slightly down. So last week they had uh, 891,000. This week they had uh, 790,000. Uh, there was baseball on. Uh, if you look at the demographic, the key demographics, uh, there's still like NXT is still kind of down in that. It's a little bit higher this week, but um, demographics basically uh, AOW had uh, 0.46 in the important 18 to 49 year olds, and then uh, NXT had the 0.32. So it's closer. It's closer. Yeah. We we expected that um, the ratings drop would happen for ALW. Um, yeah. It only dropped slightly for NXT. I don't think there's a real cause for panic, even though like uh, the <laughs> internet has been like the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Like it's a smaller drop, and I think that you know, like <laughs> I don't know. You know, it, well, okay, so with any, with AOW, you have to factor in the True TV simulcast, so it's more like 1.14 million. All right, so it's down, you know, 300,000 or close to 400,000. So they had the bigger drop, but what do you think about, I guess, what do you think about the whole ratings and, and what story it tells? Um, it tells that the better wrestling is losing. <laughs> and what do you think that NXT can do to kind of like stabilize stuff and kind of like bring more people to the product? I don't like know necessarily. Same. Like I like I don't I like I don't I don't know why people aren't watching NXT. Like what what is it about NXT that like makes people not want to watch like not not even like saying like what does aew have that nxt doesn't is this what is going on on uh like what is nxt doing wrong for you like like what is it or is it because you still view it as developmental and then you'll see them on raw and smackdown at some point so you don't like really like necessarily care um or just like since it's not on the network, you know, you can, like, view it as much as you like. Yeah, I I, I mean, I think it, and part of it for basically ALW, this still has, like, that new car smell on them. So, like, people are, mm-hmm. are definitely going to want to watch because it's a new thing, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. with NXT kind of moving up to USA, people are still kind of filling it out a little bit. And you have to, yeah. I think you have to with NXT because we are still kind of used to watching it on the network to kind of look at the yeah. delayed uh, watch numbers as well, because a lot of people may be electing to watch it on the network other than watching it live. Like some people might, yeah. all right, man, I don't know if I could watch ALW, you know, on, you know, whatever TNT is on. I, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to watch it live first. And since I have the network, I'll just wait until NXT goes is on there and then I'll watch it. Yeah. Like I, I also have the WWE network as well. Uh, the award winning WWE network. Nine ninety nine. And it's just like, I would prefer to like, I, I always watch AEW first cause I don't, uh, I don't have fight TV. 
And I have, you know, a TV in my living room, so I just do that. Yeah. So for the last thing, we got the draft. We got the draft coming up Friday, which is tomorrow. Um, yes. So what I thought that we can do, you can take uh, the head of Raw. You get three draft picks. Uh, the draft rules came out today. Um, I'll be SmackDown. So you're Paul Heyman, <laughs> and I'm Eric Bischoff. So we'll go three people from NXT that you will pick, and then I'll go two people from SmackDown that I would pick. And I, I have to, I have to get into the mind of Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Eric Bischoff. So I'll let you go first, uh, Paul Heyman. Oh damn! I hate you. I wanted you to go first. Okay, you know what? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um. So for SmackDown, I think you know. Just looking at uh, the whole thing as far as what Eric Bischoff likes. Wait, uh, can I stop you real quick? Are we doing like three superstars in general, or like three male, three women? It could be any. It, it could be anyone. You know, I won't. Okay. 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 So, okay. like, we'll set this as like it could be if you pick a group, it's one group. Like you can't pick like three groups. So like, yeah. if you want to pick the for, <laughs> the Forgotten Sons, uh, for, they're not uh, your like your overall. Yeah, pick. yeah. that's your okay. that's one overall pick because it goes. The draft is like unless you say that you want to like get a person for a specific tag team. One tag team is a pick. So like, yeah, yeah, I read that on the draft. So um, just thinking about like Eric Bischoff kind of pick, looking at this NXT roster. Ooh. Oh, I don't. I don't even have that roster open. Let me probably get it open. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you'll get that open. Like looking at this NXT roster and kind of looking at who's at the top. I think, as a workhorse guy, I'm gonna go with. I think that he would pick Johnny Gargano. I really do. I he's a workhorse guy. Uh, I know he's a little bit small, but. You know what I mean? This guy could work with anybody. He has done everything that you can possibly do in NXT. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to showcase Fox and you want it to be more sports oriented, then why not have some of the best wrestlers on there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that Johnny Gargano, and then I'm going to go with female wrestler. Shayna Baszler, because <laughs> you just you just want to get her out of there. No, because okay, Fox obviously is going to go in a more in a MMA style. Look at Cain Velasquez showing up, right? Cain mm-hmm. Velasquez, Tyson Fury, first ever uh, SmackDown. Uh, I don't I don't know if Bailey stays on SmackDown. Uh, I, maybe she moves on, but mm-hmm. you need if Charlotte moves to Raw, maybe. You need a heel presence. You need somebody who's dominant, and you need somebody with crossover appeal who does who's done MMA. So Shayna Baszler, I think, would be perfect for Fox. Fox would love her. So I think my two is going to be Johnny Gargano and Shayna Baszler. You have the floor. All right. So I've been looking at the roster so far. Um, uh. I would say my first pick for uh, Raw and SmackDown, I mean, a, whew, just Raw, 
Um, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Um, I think they are great tag team dudes. Uh, give them a new theme, please. But uh, I think, you know, they can do a lot of dynamic stuff. And Oni Lorcan himself is a character. And I think Paul Heyman could really do cool stuff with that. Okay. Uh, women superstars. Let's see. This kind of hard. I want to say, um, I want to say Donna Perrazzo, but I know, I know she's doing the thing with, um, uh, what's her name? Chelsea Um, Green. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I, I do think uh she she could do some cool stuff though. Um and a male uh a single male singles competitor, man, can we get Oh does um what's his name? Uh just lost the cruiserweight title. Um does Drew Gulak count? I think he would. I think he would because and uh, two or five live is kind of absorbed in the whole NXT uh, thing. Okay, because right now uh, the list I'm looking at doesn't have his name, but yeah, get uh, get him on there. Okay. Uh, same uh, same as um, same deal as Oni Lorcan. Like they're like two really great wrestlers, and Drew Gulak does have a like an amazing personality that can be shown in bright ways, and I think Paul Heyman does have the power to like, you know, bring that out. I'm surprised. I was really shocked that you didn't pick Matt Riddle. He was the reason why I didn't pick him. I thought he was going to go. Through. Um. Well, like I think every like I like going through the whole process. You know, the picks are Matt Riddle, Bianca Belair, Street Profits. I feel like that's like the three on a lot of people's lists. Mm-hmm. And I just like to hear. I hear you. I I think that those are definitely interesting picks, and I uh. Basically, coming back on the show next week, <laughs> the whole landscape could be changed. We could be looking at, yeah. uh, I, well, I think Undisputed Era is safe. I don't think they're going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they ain't going anywhere. But um, I think uh, it could be, yeah, it could be changed. Like, I think, I also think that's the reason why they haven't locked any specific storylines down. Because the draft, <laughs> now we see that everybody is basically eligible to be drafted. Like, and it's going to be, like, something crazy, like, 71 draft picks or something like that. So, like... That's going to be a really long show. That's going to be fun. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for kind of, like, this whole new era thing. Uh, yeah. This is... This is week two of the War Report, man. Like, we're, we're in the thick of it. Uh, we're getting... Closer to ALW's uh, first pay-per-view that they had after the TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how are you? Fe- so how are you feeling two weeks in? Uh, man, I am very terrified for AEW. Um, because if you don't have Jericho or the Elite on the show, what do these shows look like? Because I do think that their mid card is kind of weak. And I think this is like this is why they should be preparing for that with having more women shows. I mean, uh, more more women matches on the shows and more tag team matches. Because once Jericho isn't around, once Cody isn't around, the Bucks, Kenny, like 
what does that show look like? Is this gonna be? Is this gonna look like any random indie show? You know, so very terrifying for them. WWE, uh, NXT, the landscape is going to be different, and I think that's when we're gonna start seeing more uh, concrete feuds, like you said. So I'm not really too worried about them uh, in the long run. Yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll be back next week. We got a lot of um, we we got you know uh, ALW Dark with Kenny and uh, Joey Janela. We got Riho versus Britt Baker for the title. We got a, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, cool NXT matches coming up, like the final few with uh, Keith and Dijakovic. Uh, that's going to be, uh, I don't know what else that they could do. Um, so yeah, that is the second episode or week two of the war report. Um, you could follow us at RNC radio live on Twitter. You could, uh, we're on Apple podcasts or Spotify. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher everywhere. Uh, we just had a new, uh, RSPN episode hit live we had a new uh, of course the a show talking about crazy seven days of wrestling we had a mm-hmm. and they'll be covering the draft as well oh yeah oh god bless them uh that's that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of picks um they've we've also had this cool thing where we're doing like this whole build up to road to el camino the breaking bad movie that's coming out if you're on the west coast it is uh 12 midnight pacific if you're on the east coast it's uh 3 a.m I don't know if you want to stay <laughs> up for that. Uh, and of course, we have of course we have a um, bunch of cool playlists, and we just have something for everybody over there. So give us a follow for myself, Johnny Rawls, and of course Cyrus. Thank you for listening okay. to us, and uh, we'll be back next week. Ooh.